It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, it's another warm welcome to us at uh, Round the Boards of Speedway podcast. Join with me, Nathan Bunting, again, and with my co-hosts, Rob Ludlow and Kane Lott. How... Kane Lott. Kane what? How are we doing? I've forgotten your name. Yo. I'm cool. How's Kane Lott? <laughs> Kane Lott is absolutely dandy. His name is a bit of a mouthful, to be fair. I mean, anything it's, one syllable. It's I struggle two with syllables. What is, what is one syllable? So I'm not including... Yeah, Kane Lott is two, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I struggle with that, so... Anyway, I think I just lost some brain cells listening to that conversation. <laughs> it's always a bit of fun with us. Anyway, this week's show, Maybe anyway, so. and um, those of the faint-hearted might not want to listen to it tonight because it's going to involve a lot of ranting from me. Um, there's a lot that's gone on this week that we want to discuss. Um, uh, not so much good news, unfortunately, this week. So we're trying to make it as upbeat as we possibly can because... To be honest, looking at the schedule we've got for tonight, it's making me a little bit depressed. So we'll try our best to make it um, as upbeat as we can. And I think to begin with this week, I think um, we'll start with the SEC qualifier, um, which may involve me going into my first rant, but um, we'll see <laughs> We'll see how it goes. So on Saturday in Kersko, Slovenia, um, five riders made their way into the SEC um championships this season um, and the meeting itself was won by Andrei Lebedev um, and he was joined by Dimitri Berge, Rasmus Jensen, Bartosz Mektala and Adam Ellis um, Kane so a great result for Adam in the end who, who come in as a late replacement for Yanis Kolodzies but uh, to qualify for the SEC itself is a great achievement Yeah, took the most of his opportunity there and not under the greatest circumstances of the Yanis Kolodzies injury but that's speedway, isn't it? You know, you got to take opportunities, and it's good to see another British rider on the international scene. Yeah, I fully agree. And um, I'm just actually trying to remember who's in the actual um, championships itself. I mean, um, professionals are always. Yeah, professionals. I've got, the, uh, I've got the list here if you if you'd like. It, it was oh. the, it was the five that I was trying to make that had automatically qualified, which was um, Bewley, Dudek, um, Madsen, Mickelson, and Paulicki, weren't it? Although I'm not sure how Paulicki's injury is coming along after his two broken shoulder blades. Whether 
whether he'll be available for that first one. Um, and then them, them five obviously joined um, into into the into the SEC for this season, and they were joined by five wild cards, and and, and this is where we begin. Um, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> sure. just turn the microphone on that you got. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where you two stand on this, but as soon as I looked at the five wild card picks, I'm, I'm scratching my head because uh, the five picks themselves we've got David Belago, Kai Huckenbeck, uh, Vaclav Milik, Yanis um, Kolodziej himself, and Oliver Burnson. Um, it's, it's not the riders themselves that that make me scratch my head. It's I'm looking at Dominic Kibira, for example. Um, he finished sixth in the meeting um, with eight points, uh, missed out on qualification by a point. Um, yet the three riders directly below him all get a wild card, but Dominic Kibira again finds himself left out um, of a major championship. The only reason I can think this has happened is because there's already four poles in there, and I'm not sure that we should be picking people or not picking people because we've already got many of their nationalities in the championship, Rob. No, I, I think we, we discussed this about the Grand Prix series before, where um, you should have the in the GPs, you should have the 16 best riders or the 15 best riders in the world, no matter who they are. If you're the 15 Polish riders and they're 15 Polish riders, that's just how it is. Um, you know, you don't get this in, say, like motocross or something like that, where you, their nationality makes a difference. Obviously, Oliver Burnson being included is he's, he's he's the only Swede now in the in the field. But you know, I, as, as you're right. Where does that sort of where do you draw the line? You know, would you but, start saying that there's no, what sorry, there's no um yeah, go on, sorry, go on. there's no like Hungarians in it or something. There's no Italians in it. Now, how far how far do you go? Like, yeah, you know, obviously we've got we've got two French riders now, but they both you know Balego was given a wild card pick. Berger obviously qualified, but Balego gets a wild card pick. I think Cabrera can feel really, really hard done by not to get him. I was surprised he didn't get a wild card pick for the GPs, never mind this. So to not be in either of them is, is then, pretty harsh, I think. I don't know who's on this committee and who decides. Um, I can only assume it's down to commercial rights and, and nothing to do with speedway. Oliver Burnson finished 15th in that meeting. He's Swedish. Um, Jakob Forsell finished just below Vaclav Milik. He's Swedish. So, yeah, so why that, have they gone that for that a doesn't... rider that is five, six places below... Jakob Thorsell. It, for me, it's a case of if your face don't fit, you're not getting in. Jakob Thorsell yeah, is too, uh, too old. But Janis Kolodziej is in the meeting. I mean, I mean with yeah, greatest yeah. respect to Janis, what, what is he now, about 64? <laughs> Give it a tick. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, in, I'm in agreement with you. I'm just with, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate with the idea that like, they needed a Swede. They probably thought of themselves they needed a Swede. I suppose Sweden is a major speedway nation. Um, as such in Europe, but you, you, judging on that on that meeting, you would go to Orsell, wouldn't you? Because he scored eight points, he's missed out by one point. If you have to do it that way, then you, you'd put Torsell in rather than Burnson, who's only got four. So I, I don't know. It's just Speedway. Um, <laughs> I nearly said it's British Speedway, but even even it's, we can't even blame ourselves for this one. Um, it, it just really baffles me because they've got. Two rounds in Poland, no, three rounds in Poland, sorry, and one in Germany. So there's no affiliation at all there to, to have a Swede there because it's not like you're going to get to a Swedish round and not have a Swedish rider there because you would have a wild card rider in there anyway. 
I, I just I, I just don't understand what the thought process and the, you could go along to the Grand Prix as well. I don't understand their thought process. I, I just say scrap the wild cards. I think it's a ridiculous idea. People should write yeah. it, be there on merit. And now Dominic Kibera is paying a price because he's Polish, effectively for me. Yeah, it's, it's, he's paying the price for there being too many good poles. <laughs> and two, so of, and two of them that are in there are injured at the moment, anyway. Yeah, I, it's, I, yeah, there's a lot of things about certain things about speed that don't make any sense, especially with people running the running the show in some of the in in some places. It's the wild cards have always been controversial, whether it be in the GPs or in the well, even now in the SEC. But um, yeah, I think my I think the uh, the idea of trying to sort of lean towards getting rid of them entirely. And just going based on merit, I think would be a good idea. But I don't know. Anyway, let's. let's I can't on really on. explain that one. I let's can't really on. explain that one. Let's move, Moving on. move on quickly because I'm getting angry. Okay. <laughs> but there's still plenty of time yet. Yeah, there's there's more to come on from me on certain aspects of this sport. But um, from from our perspective, um, a big well done to Rasmus Jensen. Another major uh, uh, tournament that he's qualified for, so he'll be representing. In, in the uh, SEC, and also a uh, massive well done to Adam Ellis as well to make sure that there's some GB rep- representation in there as well. And I'm sure we'll all look forward to, to seeing him in that tournament. Where shall we go next? Um, I'm going to save the Watt versus Ludlow challenge for a little bit later to bring a little bit of joy to the to the listeners before before it gets too depressing for us. But, um... Don't worry, guys. More negativity to come. <laughs> <laughs> But let's let's move on to something a little bit more positive. I mean, not not so much positive for me, but we'll we'll discuss the the round two of the Premiership pairs um, from Ipswich last week. And uh, surprise, surprise of all shocks, Ipswich won on their home track. So um, well done to uh, to uh, oh. J- Jason Doyle and Troy Batchelor. That was a little backhanded compliment for the me. Shade, the shade, the shade being thrown at, at Ipswich by Kingsley. To, to, to be fair, um, J- Jason Doyle's in great form in this country at the moment, and. Um, Although Sheffield dominated the meeting itself in the qualifying stages, um, they went out in a semi. No, they went. Out, they lost in the final, didn't they? To um, Ipswich. Ipswich. Um, I saw that last race with Kings Lynn to get them through. Uh, at one stage, it looked like Kings Lynn might be joining Bellevue in the semi-finals. But um, great rides from Doyle and Bachelor to get them in there, and, and in the end, um, too strong for Sheffield in the final. Kane. Yeah, it was very very close in that final heat, heat fifteen, I think. I think it was yeah, yeah. You know, they just hung on by the skin of the teeth, and then it looked it was pretty similar in the semi-final as well. But you know, I, I did say Ipswich are pretty good, and but it didn't it didn't look like they were going to win to me. Um, Troy Batchelor was a bit inconsistent throughout the night. Um, came good in the end though, and um, I suppose that's all that matters. I think Jason Doll, being Jason Doll. If you look at a lot of the pairs, though, there's 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 one standout rider from each team, and then um, some that maybe didn't have the greatest of nights. Matty Zagar only scoring eight points was a bit of a surprise for me. Bachelor, he did have uh, the the one less wide though, didn't he? Yeah, of course, yeah. And um, Ryan Douglas failing to score as well um, with the form that he's been in this season was a little bit of a surprise as well. Um, so. Um, uh, the result itself, uh, Kingsland and Sheffield still lead the series together um, on 16 points, um, with Ipswich now on 14 points, and the um, uh, the Pairs Championship itself turns to Kingsland next on July the 7th, and Kingsland must fancy himself in that meeting, but uh, I suspect 
there'll be more riders who have got great form rankings than going into that meeting. So I, I, I for one, am certainly looking forward to that one and um, what might come out of that. Just, just speaking of Kingsland, uh, I, I actually just wanted to, just before we move on, I've got two quick points about on, the man. pairs. Pair, point number one, from a personal point of view, how good does that grand final look? Swindon have been gone for three years and look at that grand final. Look okay, come on. It's lovely, isn't it? And my next point is, <laughs> why have they got a semi-final and a grand final in a meeting where there's six rounds? I I, I agree with you. I, I don't want to go into any more rants. You just started me off again. Right? No, I'm just like I just I thought I'd bring it up. You know, like surely you just say right, Sheffield got 29 points and you add them up over seven, yeah. seven six I, rounds. I, no, I fully agree, and, and that's what I initially what I thought was happening. So, for instance, Sheffield would add their 29 to whatever they scored at Peterborough in the first round, but for some reason yeah. the, the the BSPA or BSPL or whatever you want to call them these days have come up with this logical idea that. We'll put, a, we'll give them a scoring system, and I, I mean, I suppose the scoring system will keep the the championship a little bit tighter in the long run because of, I mean, like Sheff, Sheffield are obviously five points clear, um, and fifteen clear of Wolverhampton after to, after that meeting at Ipswich. Whereas yeah, of course, they yeah. they would only be, I think, it's twelve points clear, um, with the points that they've got in place. So I sort of understand that scoring system, but I agree. I, I don't see the benefits of the semi-final and the grand final um, other than it being on the telly and it's a little bit something exciting for them to watch on the telly. But at that point when they create this tournament, I don't believe anybody knew that this would be on telly or a streaming service. So I, th- I think in itself, the, the Pairs Championship is, is a good concept and really enjoyable and something a little bit different. I just think there needs to be some tweaks Um one with the rising star for me, I think that needs a little bit of a tweak as well, um, and and the actual semi final and the grand final for me. So I agree with you on that one, Rob. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring up those points. Not not going for full full blown rant, but just just bring up the point. They just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't know why you would have a semi final, grand final when you've got so many rounds. But then you could say that about the Grand Prix, I suppose, can you? Yeah. But- that's another conversation. Anyway, sorry, you carry on. No, that's fine. No, um, and just to take us on to our um, predictions, um, this ties in nicely. Obviously, um, one of our predictions from this week was the uh, Premiership pairs at Ipswich, where Rob and Kane prevailed. They both selected Ipswich, so well done to you two guys. Uh, yeah. I I selected Bellevue like a like a mug, um, made to look stupid, <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> I'm still. Well, I'll reveal the scores in a minute once we get past our other meeting that we were selected as well. Um, but we'll come to that a little bit later on. Um, so as for the, the rest of the schedule, we'll go through some news which has come out this week. Um, I, don't, I really don't want to go down this route, but I'm going to go down it. Um, big news coming out of Kings Lynn this week. Um, where do I start on this one? So, Niels Christian Everson is the first one for me. I've said his name right for you this week. Thank um, you, mate. Um, for that. Uh, it's come out that um, his Polish club have decided to stop him from riding in the UK um, which obviously causes a massive headache uh, for Kings Lynn um, this is my thoughts on this and I was down with my folks at the weekend and we talked about this amongst other things as we do as Speedway fans um, was I don't understand well I do understand we've brought Everson in and he's got us to a cup final Um Although he's played no part in the pairs, we're, we're doing quite well in the pairs and he's got us into a good position. But you always feel that this point was coming. 
Um, for me, um, I wish Niels Christian Everson happy birthday today. He's forty today. Um, happy birthday, Niels. But the point, the point being, if he's riding in three or four different countries, at some point his form is going to dip. Um, now I, I tend to think if he was scoring twelve to fourteen points in Poland every week, they wouldn't bat an eyelid. But because his form is struggling in Poland, I think they're looking at things and saying, "Hang on." you need to pull out of one of these leagues and the UK has taken the brunt for it. And I believe that's why Everton has been pulled from the UK. So unfortunately, I think his race suit was actually delivered a, a day after he was told he couldn't ride in the UK. But it's another it's another strange one where the UK have been, I don't know how to phrase this without being crass, but... Shafted. Yeah, has been shafted by Polish Speedway again. And it's the whole Polish Speedway monopolising what happens around... And it's not just in the UK. I suppose you could argue this is Sweden and Denmark as well, but it seems to be that they're controlling everything that happens and they can do whatever they want. Um, Niels himself is obviously Danish. He's not Polish. But... I think it, the contracts in Poland mean a lot more than what they do in the UK. Um, I don't think the contracts in the UK are worth the paper they're written on, to be honest. But um, I, I just I don't know what your thoughts are. Where Kingsland go from here? Obviously, in in the short term, we're using rider replacement and guest facilities. Um, I believe in a few weeks, could be a couple of weeks, um, all teams are riding on the same nights. But so we have no option to go rider replacement. But I'll come to you, Rob, as the the Premiership expert. Um, Kingsland had got themselves into a good position. They've been they're doing okay in the league, but this is quite a big blow, I would say. Yeah, it's not it's not ideal for you, is it? Um, I, I I don't I don't understand it from 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 what I know. You might might need to correct me on this. I thought that the 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 rule that Poland had brought in only was only regulating the riders who were racing in the extra league. Now, as far as I'm aware, Niels Christian isn't in the extra league. Right? Yeah, correct. He's in the uh, he's in the first I think team. It's right? all Polish leagues. Because is it all is a similar thing that happened to Masters and Pickering? I don't know. Yeah, I I I was under the impression I thought the rule was just the extra league. I didn't. No, it's through the Polish Federation. Right. Okay. So that makes a bit a bit slightly more sense because obviously the the Kings didn't sort of press release mentions it's been recalled, uh, subject to a recall from the Polish Federation. Which, I yeah, it's it's a bit baffling. I mean, the polls will come back with the line that the riders don't have to race in Poland, but. Let's be fair; they do. Um, other than uh, they get paid more there, that's that's where majority of them a lot of money in Poland. There's no chance they're just. You know, there's no chance they're going to turn around and say they're not going to race there. Um, it's yeah. It, for some reason, it only seems to really affect Britain. It seems to affect Britain more than the other leagues, probably because I think in the Premiership, in terms of those top spots, it's in terms of those heat leader spots, your ones and fives that we're affected the most because we there aren't enough Brits to fill those places in the top division if you want a top division. If you if you have Brits at one and five, you've got the three best Brits around. You, our, our three top Brits don't race in this country, which is probably a bit of a joke to start off with. Mm. And then there aren't enough of that sort of standard to warrant having an, having a top division. If you, if, if you end up going down the, the route of having the Brits at one and five, you may as well just have one big league because there isn't enough. Yeah, you, There's no point having a top league. So that seems to be why it affects us more than maybe Denmark and Sweden. There are, there's some decent Swedes. There are some, some good standard of Danes and, and they tend to ride in their own country, whereas our three better ones aren't racing in Britain for whatever reason. 
Um, I would say our geographical location probably doesn't help being on an island. But... Yeah, um, that, and I would suggest that, um, without wanting to dive into politics here, but I would suggest that now that not being in the EU and riders from 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 the EU needing visas to race here, yeah. that's even that's going to make it even worse. Obviously, previously, years, I think that there's a six to eight week wait as well. That's what I mean. It's... At which point Niels would um, probably be available. The, the Polish fixtures end towards the end of July, so he, yeah. he may only miss three or four meetings for Kingston. Yeah, I was just going to touch on that. You know, you could probably just remind a replacement until then. And, and he is second in the averages, so we can use everybody for him. It just it just puts extra pressure on man and beast for the, for the rest of the team, to be honest. Yeah, I, I suppose you'd miss it a lot more away than you would at home. Um, but, yeah. You know, you, I mean, if you're winning your home matches, I suppose it's you're going to be there or thereabouts, aren't you? I, I think in terms of Everson, I think you miss him in the pits. Um, yeah, from it's where you're going to miss him most. From what people have said to me, it, it's it's where he is most missed is is his advice and and how he is in the pits. So I, I think it's... I, I, I mean he's not going to just turn up. I wouldn't have thought to come and stay in the pits with people. He's gonna he's not going to be FaceTime for a while. You are FaceTime. 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 FaceTime for like three hours. But it, yeah, is the whole situation is is it's detrimental to the to, to Britain because if you are the, the, if you want those one and fives in the top league, more often than not they're going to end up being foreign riders. Um, and if you especially if you if, and now you know it was bad enough for Australians, they would need to get visas when we were in the EU. Now that we're not there, riders from anywhere in in Europe are going to need visas to come over, which makes it even more difficult. And it's yeah, it's just a, it's just a massive pig's ear, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it was, so, and so with the Polish Federation doing that as well, it's my next yeah. point is that they're looking to change the ruling for next year. But will anything change? And I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to. You might know more than me, but I'm going to disagree because. Got, no, I'll let you go first. Can you tell me why you think it will change? I just think well, I wouldn't say we're going to start controlling the world or anything, but I think. From what I, I, this is going back a few months, and even though I am still quite young, my memory isn't very good. But I think it was like the old Polish contracts had they basically owned the riders without owning them, in a sense. So they chose sort of what they could do. Um, but I think because it was like when Bieler was going to come and ride for Bellevue, I think it, it was something along the lines that he couldn't. And then I think it was Mark Lemon and. I can't remember the guy's name. He, he was part of the Bellevue setup, and he left prior to the start of the season. Uh, Adrian, was it Adrian, Adrian Smith? Smith. Yeah, I think Adrian Smith. Uh, I think they touched upon the rule with the FIM. And I think it was sort of deemed illegal, like not illegal, illegal, but like it's something that they, they shouldn't be having in the contract. It was something like that. I could just be talking utter bollocks. I don't know, <laughs> but it, it was something like that, and I think. With that removed, it sort of gives us a bit more of a chance of having riders in. I think, obviously, getting it removed in the first place and giving us a chance, it's better than nothing. Obviously, I, mean, I don't think we'll be seeing Zmarzik anytime soon, but, you know, with the rider shortage, it's it's good. Go on, Rob, we'll get you involved in this one as well. I, I was just going to, like, surely at this point, yeah, obviously that role has been in for, I want to say, two, maybe three years now. From Poland, I want yeah. to say it's been in for a little um, while. It was in already, and then they the strengthened it up more when COVID hit, because I think it was it was they were the only, the only really the country running, weren't they? So yeah, but I just 
like sure in terms of the FIM, I don't understand how it's sort of taken this long to the, for it to be brought up or to get sorted or for them maybe to maybe it was like think, oh yeah this is okay because Poland are running and we're not. Mm. Maybe they just like forgot about it. I got pushed under the carpet. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's almost like Speedway needs its obviously oh, most motorsports run around the FIM, but it's almost like Speed in, in Speedway needs its sort of own governing body as such to deal with those right. sort of things. And, yeah, I don't know whether yeah, like your own FIFA, but for for Speedway or even just just European Speedway. But you can't you know it's you, you can't have it favouring one country entirely when it comes to Poland when there's there's leagues in. In, in plenty of countries in, in Europe, it's just yeah, it doesn't really uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And then, as I said, Poland come come with a line that the riders don't have to race in Poland, but for all intents and purposes, they do, don't they? So if they get if you get an offer, if you're a speed rider, you get an offer from Polish club, you're going to say you're saying yes, aren't you? Like, yeah, of course, you're saying that. Yeah, the dollar signs pop up. You're going to say yes, aren't you? So, and this is and this is like my argument for why I don't think it will get any better. Even if they relax the rule, um, riders are going to pick and choose where they ride next year. And we all know that the money's in Poland. Um, I also think the better race tracks are in Poland and Sweden. The Danes, who are, who are very popular in the UK, are, are going to ride in their own league. And I think you just find that the British league will be not forgotten about, but. Um, people will be too busy for it still, so I don't. I don't honestly believe that the situation will change, and it's it's not that we're being left with cannon fodder. There's still some great riders in this country, and there's some great speedway. And for me, this season has has made me more positive about speedway. But but this week in particular has just put a dampener on that with so many situations where I would say we're almost shooting ourselves in the foot. Surely, I think personally, I. I the things might improve, but you've got to have the bet to have the top your best three British riders not racing in the British league when you've got all the top Danes are racing Denmark, all the top Swedes are racing Sweden, obviously all the top poles are racing Poland. That's just a given. But it's just madness. I can't. I don't understand how they how any of those three are sort of. I don't. You know, with Wolfenden especially, sometimes is. Um, I know a few years back he came out with with sort of points he put towards SGB and said that I think you should introduce these things and this this might help the sport. But you know the biggest thing he could he could probably do to help the sport in Britain is ride in Britain. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Like you know when we were talking about Peter Craven when more really come on the mic and said, um, oh, you know why don't the fan, if the fans get on on social media and say change the rules so that I can just race home meetings. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, yeah. It's just, like, whether it's tongue-in-cheek or not, like, it's just, come on, mate. Like, That's a bit you're of not really, you're, yeah. not bigger than, you're not bigger than the sport. Are you? Yeah. Like, at the end of the, if you want to help the sport in your country, then race in Britain. Like, I like, I like yeah. Ty, but I just find that, that sort of a bit disrespectful um, to other clubs. I mean, we all know that Bellevue's a great race circuit, but... Him, he effectively doesn't want to ride the other tracks in the UK because he thinks they're rubbish. But yeah, and he doesn't want to race twice a week. I think yeah. he just wants to race once a week. But just come on, like, I mean, you, yeah. you're racing your own country. It's the, it's yeah. the that's the one the that's the easiest thing you could do. Maybe to, we could to help help the sport. Maybe but... we could ride just once. But um, I think the argument there is a lot of fans get disgruntled when. You don't have a meeting every week, and obviously, if you if you're a, a for a home fan, you'd only be riding every other week if you were only riding once a week. So, I mean, it works in Poland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, maybe that's that's an avenue that we should look down. 
So especially in terms of you get so many, you get obviously we've got a, a round fixture list over here. Everybody likes having plenty of speedway means, but you, in terms in, in Poland, they've got it's one home, one away, eight teams in a league, fourteen meetings, or, or seven at home, seven away, and you don't invariably you're gonna you gives yourself you give yourself some more time, doesn't it? You know, um, we've had sometimes you've had uh, as we said with Rasmus Jensen last week. Last week, he said um, about Workington racing a, a league match after after they'd already finished. Yeah. After they'd already won the league and they had another league match, like it's absolutely balmy. But, you know, it's it makes it even if you want to have ten teams in a league, that's still eighteen matches. That's, it's probably enough, and you just run it over the summer. Like, just, mm. Yeah, if you want to race once a week, then you might get those riders back. But yeah, you know, I think our own sort of liking of having lots and lots of meetings is sort of detrimental to the sport. In, yeah. in its own way here. Yeah. I agree. And just moving on from that point, um, when back to the, the Kings Lynn Neal's Christian Everson, I don't know if, if people have seen the the Twitter action from Rory Slyne um, this week. Bolt and his bike back together came. Is, is that a hint? He's coming back. He's going to be the number one. Well, yeah. He's not. He might. No, I haven't spoken to him. But who's to say? I, I haven't spoken to him. He's ignored me, actually. He's not. Uh, he didn't return my messages. I have messages. Not a friend of the show. I've messaged Fight Rory. every speedway rider in the UK, to be fair. so um, Not just the UK. Yeah, not just the UK, the world. The world, sure. possibly. Uh, anyone who can speak half English. Anyone who can sit on a bike. <laughs> yeah. See the message from Nathan Feet? Nah. Yeah, <laughs> half of them have just left it. Who's not that? this twat again. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. But, uh, yeah, so it's interesting to see. I mean, it could be nothing more than he wants to throw his leg back over the bike again and, and I don't know have a spin round the track again who knows I've I've also seen Elliot Kelly has been who left Ed, Ed at Mildenhall at the start of the season has been doing a lot of racing um, so, so there, there's potential that he could be coming back as well if he's enjoying his speedway again but uh, we shall see with that one but uh, the final piece of news from, from Kings Lynn um, and the one that has effectively made my piss boil a little bit today um, oh no <laughs> so Jason Edwards um, has come in to effectively replace Jack Thomas as the rising star at Kings Lynn. Uh, I'd just like to, to begin with, I just want to say um, well done to Jason Edwards. It's, it's thoroughly deserved. Um, he's been riding really well for Milton Hall in the Development League and Red Car in the Championship. And um, I think we all had, there was three names that I had in mind and he was obviously, he was included in that and he deserves to have this stint. What has happened in the background is is what has annoyed me, irked me, um, made me almost turn against my own club again. Um, he's it, it's the way Jake Mulford. Um, there was a there was a press release from Kings Lynn, obviously today, saying that Jason Edwards had come in and he'd be making his debut um, at home to Sheffield on Thursday. I believe this is how Jake Mulford found out that he wouldn't be riding for Kings Lynn on Thursday. Um, Obviously, there's two sides to every story, and I'm sure Kingsland have got their side. But Jake Mulford had come out um, to say that the reason given um, wasn't the actual reason, and Jake Mulford was fully committed. Um, and just because he had to dash off early on Friday morning after the meeting, um, he was fully prepared. He had equipment over here, mechanics over here. He'd arranged all his flights and everything, and at great expense, he has now been informed. And in fact, I'd go as far as to say um, Jake hasn't been informed. I've I've been messaging Jake today. In fact, I asked him on the show. Unfortunately, he's out in Germany at the moment preparing for another grass trap meeting, so he couldn't come on the show. But Jake it was fully prepared to go, um, and he's been let down. 
Um, and from a personal point of view, I know what it's like to be let down by Kings Lynn, especially as as a youngster. Um, not not no, I'm not even I'm not even talking in terms of actual track action. I'm talking um, when certain people make certain promises um, to then make you look like an idiot when you're a, when you're a school child is what I'm talking about. And once again, Kings Lynn are, are trying to mug people off. Um, and I blame Kings Lynn for this, but. We saw at Berwick um, only a couple of weeks ago when Carl Bickley was released that um, the, the comments that, that the Berwick promotion made were certainly very different to what Carl Bickley was saying. And now we find ourselves some couple of weeks later that Jake Mulford is contradicting a statement which has come out from Kingsland Speedway. Now, I'm quite prepared for Kingsland Speedway to come back and give their version of events, but as far as I'm concerned, they've given their version of events and, quite frankly, it's it's an appalling way to treat a rider. To not even, as far as I'm aware, Jake hasn't even been informed that he's not riding on Thursday. Um, he's gone back to Kings Lynn and not received an answer from him, and and that's what disappoints me the most. And it's more disappointing that it's my own club um, that we've treated a rider like this. And for one, I hope Jake um, finds another club and has a successful career out of it because I think he's been. And, and and I even go on social media today, and I don't know if you guys have seen it. I've replied to a few comments on social media. Um, certain people have some absolutely disgusting abuse at Jake just because he's made a comment in relation to the King's Limp press statement. Um, in fact, you go to one point where one bloke called him Bellend. And, and, and I don't understand where that comment has come from. What, because Jake has contradicted what the statement actually says, he's suddenly an idiot. Jake's not an idiot. He's been let down massively. And... For me, and I'll come, I'm going to stop ranting now because I'm going to go off on one again. <laughs> I'll come to you, Kane, and Rob, and get your thoughts because I actually think that you probably agree with this, probably not as forcefully as what I do. But back in March or April, Jake was seen as a an ideal replacement if Jack Thomas got an injury and he was brought in as a number eight. Whether he had another club or not, um, which I understand there was various reasons why Jake didn't have a club, at the start of the season, but he's got a club at Bellevue now. He was brought in to be good enough to replace Jack, and for some reason now they've decided he isn't good enough. And I'll tell you why. It's because um, Jason Edwards is having a phenomenal season, um, and he does deserve this opportunity, but I just don't like the way that this opportunity has been given, and and I feel that another British rider, young British rider, has been let down massively here. Uh, I'll come to you, Rob, because I'm going to stop talking. That's right, mate. Um, that was That was... I can't tell if that was enjoyable to listen to from my end or not. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think um, I think what you what you're saying is I think you are right. Really, it seems to be a, a slightly worrying trend that clubs are, are releasing sort of statements um, that may or may not be true, um, and then riders are, are coming out and contradicting. It, it seems to be a bit of a worrying trend. Um, I think I, I mentioned to you guys earlier in our in our group chat that it, it seemed like. I, it seemed like Kingsley didn't really. I think we touched on it when they signed Jake Mulford with the fact that Jake didn't have a team, didn't didn't have another team. He's just riding at number eight for Kingsley, which was strange at the time. Um, and it sort of it comes across as they didn't really want to sign a number eight, um, mm. and they've just they just picked someone um, and they've signed them because they've they sort of they need to really. It's not um, you know uh, I saw someone mention a Wolves fan mention earlier. Yeah, they they did the right. You know, Wolves have done it the right way. They signed Joe Thompson as a number eight. One of the reserves got injured. I think it was Leon Flint. Joe Thompson came in. They're getting rides. Okay, maybe you know, obviously Joe Thompson's not quite on Leon, Leon Flint's sort of standard in the Premiership, 
but he, that's that's what they're there for. That's the point of signing a number eight. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's like they they picked up Jake Mulford with the. In, it almost seems like they picked up Jake Mulford with the intention of looking around and thinking, who's having a good season that isn't already a number eight in the national league or in the championship, and then if needs be, Jake's sort of expendable, so we can we can we can sort of bid him off. And, and bring someone else in, and that, that's sort of what it comes across. Um, but they don't; the clubs don't really want to seem; they don't want to come across like that in their press press releases. They, you know, rather they're not going to want to. They, they're going to want no, of course not, people no. to believe that it's in. For, I understand it to a certain extent because now I said earlier, if 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 give Jake his chance, and if he has a string of poor performances, then you make changes. That's that's the whole point of a number eight for me. I think it's, yeah. happened, it's happened with Jordan Palin at Peterborough. He struggled a little bit this season. I'm sure Dan Jilks would have been in, but for injury. But um, uh, Jordan Jenkins has come in now. But And it's the same here. As, I just give Jake a chance. He's had two rides at Kingsland this season. Bar, bar Louis Kerr's testimonial, he's had two rides. What, what's yeah, he supposed to do in two rides? Yeah, it's not, it's not enough, is it? Um, and I think... Um, oh lordy, I just had a point in the head and it's gone. Sorry, that's all right. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, no, it's gone now. Groundbreaking, yeah, it was a really, really good point as well. And it's totally gone out of my head. Should we go to Kane and, and you have a think? <laughs> yeah, go on, you go to Kane and I'm just won't listen to him. I'll get um, Kane's thoughts. I'll have, I'll have a think. Hi, <laughs> um, that was a nerve. I, I can. Oh, I've remembered it. I've remembered it. Oh, I've remembered it. Right. Yep. I remembered it. I it. Sorry. What is it was point it was a point about the, the press releases clubs are making. I think that they seem to be coming out and, and saying things to to make it seem like oh we we're, we're releasing this rider in their best interest. Yes. If, yes. if it's not the truth, you don't have to put out that we're releasing this rider because we don't think they're good enough. That's you don't have to do that. Just say just come out and say this rider is leaving, this rider is coming in, the club's not gonna make no further comment. Yeah. Simple. You well, tell the rider what's going on. But you don't, at the end of the day, it's still in the club. All right, people can speculate and people can say, oh, I wonder why they've released him or wonder why they've done that. But at the end of the day, it's not really the, what the club does between riders, between them. So just come out and say, uh, Jake Mulford's been released. We thank you for we thank him for his efforts, whatever, any of that sort of stuff. And then say, Jason Edwards is coming in. This is the replacement. The club is going to make no further comment. Job done. Yeah, you know, there's, no, there's no speculation. There's no, there's no, as Cayman says, no bollocks. You know, there's just Jake knows what's going on, or he should know what's going on on the base. Yeah, the club should talk, should tell him what's going on for a start, and then you, people can speculate all they like. But at the end of the day, the, the club has made the change. They don't need to come out and say something that the riot, the riders, then going to contradict because then you get this problem. You? Yeah, you just get wild speculation of what why oh, who's telling the truth of the club telling the truth are they telling some porkies but is a rider telling porkies it's just ridiculous the way i always look at it in these situations is what what has so the club's got everything to lose and i believe the rider's got what, what is the riders why would the rider lie about it so the, the, yeah the, that's the what initial, you know the, the initial statements come out and it, it it's fabricated and then the riders picked up on it and it was the same with carl bickley the other week, Barrett come out and said it's a confidence thing, and then he comes straight out and says there's no issues with his confidence. So, the, and he goes and signs elsewhere in the championship. Yeah, and if, <laughs> if, if Barrett if Barrett would have just come out and said, look, we're making this change, we don't think Carl Bickley's scoring the points that we expected, so we've bought in some riders which we think will make us stronger. Job done. If it, if it backfires, I, yeah, them, I, it backfires. If it, if it works, course, then they look like heroes. But they're not. They're not lying. 
that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't even the think fans. they are. Yeah, but I don't. I don't even think they need to. I don't even think they need to say that. I don't even think they need to say that at all because it's you're. They're already going to look bad for saying that about a rider. People are not yeah. going to be happy with that. So you, you just don't say anything. Like if it's simple as if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like just <laughs> oh, say true, yeah. this. This this rider's leaving. This rider's coming in. That's it. You know, there's no. You know, thank you for your efforts. Um, we hope you get sorted somewhere else or or whatever. Or we'll, we'll do our best to help you get sorted somewhere else. That's fine, not a problem. But don't come out and say something that's obviously not true because then the rider's going to contradict yeah. it. It's pointless. Just you, don't say anything. Like you do that would be better. Of... You do sort of wonder, uh, we've got a couple of other discussion points that we'll, we'll come over briefly coming up where there's a couple of rumours coming out uh, circulating today um, and yesterday that we'll, we'll come to in a little while. But um, you just wonder if, if there's going to be press releases come from this and whether riders are going to, um, and it's not for us to speculate or make rumours up about what's going to happen, but there is certain things coming out that aren't great um, and we hope aren't true. Um, but we'll come to them in a minute. Kane, I want to come to you. We've not spoken to you about this subject, so what's your thoughts? Um, it's sort of already been touched on. Well, you two have sort of done it already, but I'll, I'll give my thoughts. Um, I think Jake has been hard done by. I think we've, we've sort of agreed on that. Um, obviously, not being told before the press releases. I, I don't even know how you you do that, but fair enough. Um. Jason deserves a chance, like you've said. You know, he's, he's having a great season. Um, I think it was just a matter of time before he got his chance in the Premiership. But yeah, I mean, personally, I think Mulford, if he was ready to go, then give him a go. You no, know, he is the rising star. Um, yeah, it's all, basically all I'm going to say is just what's been said. It's it's not a great look for the league or the club or anyone really. Doesn't do anyone any favours. Apart from Jason Edwards, but I'll leave. You know? I'll leave you with a question, and this this oh, this question doesn't need answering. But can we do? Can we answer it anyway? If you want, you can both have an answer. But Jason Doyle. If Kingsland, <laughs> if Kingsland would have been riding Peterborough on Thursday and not Sheffield, do you think this would have happened? No. Yeah. No. There you go. That. But arguably, I think the rising stars haven't been performing very well this year. So, it's, it's just a question whether it's based on the opposition as well. And I think it is. I understand. I, I think it's. I think it's a coincidence of that match being so close, of, of, of them racing against the team that you know, everybody or most people have got as favourites, rather than Peterborough, who are, who are rock bottom at the moment. Yeah, it's a it's a mild coincidence. Yeah. I, I think so as well. And and when they think that they're doing somebody a favour and actually it's caused a hindrance, then. But moving on. I've had enough of that. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, we're going to move on to something a little bit more pleasurable, for me anyway, which is uh, the Watt versus Ludlow Challenge. Hi, And you two are going to love this one. You would, no. you could, this is horrendous. I've been so I've not been told what it is, but I've been told it's bad. Finding, I've misplaced my oh, I found my pen. Sorry, find, I thought I'd misplaced my pen. Finding the answers for this was more difficult than answering them, I think. But have we got cameras on? Kane's on. Hello, Kane. How are we? Where's your camera near then? There's rock cameras not on. My hair looks like I look Put like big bushy beards out at the moment. I need Put to. It on. I'm going for a shave this. Put week, it on. Honestly. I'm not playing. I don't know how good the camera is on it. I'm There's only one way to find out. There we are. Have you been? Have you been holding your microphone all night, Kane? 
I have, yeah. I think you he always gosh. holds it. It's got a tripod for to, a reason, Ken. You need to, you need to <laughs> invest. I've got no table. Ask. We should have put the, the money that we earned from this should have gone to a table for me. <laughs> a little sideboard so you could put your tripod down. Yeah. If you pardon the expression. Anyway, this week's quiz has been brought to you courtesy of good friend Tom Ridgway. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. So, thanks to Tom. He's now joined the, the, the podcast committee for these questions. So if you enjoy this one, he might be able to come up with more. So the question... If not, he's banned. Yeah, he'll be banned after this one, I guarantee it, because <laughs> I'm even struggling with this one. But here we go. It's a Grand Prix-related question yeah. again. Oh, okay. Um, discard in the first three years. So the quiz, this is from 1998 onwards. I want you to name as many wild cards to have, to have reached a final. As oh, oh my God. It's a difficult one. So wild cards that have reached a, a final. And what I mean by wild cards is your number 16s, not your permanent wild cards. So um, Mark Lauren, mm. for instance, was brought in as a permanent wild card in a series. That does not count. These have to be single meeting wild cards. And oh, this goes Lord. back. It goes back from 1998 to the present day. So, including, how many are there? Including this year's, I don't actually know how many they are because I think I've dupl- that's a good start. I've duplicated a lot of names on here, so I oh. just need you to oh, pick yeah. some riders. So, who we, we could be? I think I do know. I think we could be in real trouble here. Have you, got like, one, have, you got like a, have you got like a second round? Because we might need one. Yeah. I haven't got a second round. Seven rounds for one answer. If, if you get. Uh, well, I don't know how far you're going to get, but we'll give it a go. Who, who's first this week? I've forgotten. So, Who wants to go first? Um, well, I've got. I think I can think of two. Well, so... I can think of one. So can I go first? Go on then, yeah. Because I know what his one is going to be, and I just wanted to say that it's a quick win. But I thought it was That's exactly the one I was yeah, going to say. That's the one I can think of. Well, it's Kane gone first, so he's gone Schmarslick. That's a correct answer, funnily enough. Ah. <gasps> That is a funny, funnily, that's a correct answer. I will go for a wild card that not only made a final, but I believe he won it, and I'm going to say Martin Duga. Absolutely correct. I was there that night as well. Right, now I'm out of answers, but I've got one that might have made it, might not have made it. Might have. He definitely made the semi-final. Dominic Cabrera. This could be over fairly quickly. I think yeah. he, actually, I think that might be right, actually. I think, I, I can't remember. Dominic, I think he did. Dominic Cabrera is not on the list. Is he not? That is an incorrect answer. Yeah, I need to check this. SGP 2021. I will let you check this one. It's not Just Lee what happened last time. I wonder if Lee Adams is on the list. Um, what on earth? Well, he was not going to be. A, he's not going to be a wild card anywhere, is he? You never know. Back in the early stages of his career, you'd be surprised. He came third. He came third in the Lublin round and second in the 2021 season. How have I missed that? He might have been a reserve, to be fair. Ah, uh, that's a point. Was he? Was he not? Was he reserve or was he a wild Don't know. card? Yeah. The result is not on Wikipedia, so let me have a look. I bet I can find it. I must have seen this somewhere. What this year's series? Uh, no, last, last year's twenty twenty one. Double round it. I do. I, that was the one I was thinking because I do remember him making doing well. Um. Oh, here we go. SGP round then... five, Lublin. What was he? I hope he's a bloody yeah. reserve. I don't think he was. I think he was a wild card. Dominic Kibera. 
Because I'm looking at the, the lineup. It's Janowski, Safiudinov, Wolfenden, Lingwin, Frick, Smarzik, Benson, Vakulik, Lambert, Madsen, Thompson, Zegar, Laguta, Doyle and Kasperzak. Do you know, he, 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 he was on the podium more than once, to be fair. His number is number 16. So no. I'm going to say it's no, correct. Dominic Kibera's number was 415, not 16. Yeah, no, but in, in the Lublin round, it was number 16. No, because they've duplicated numbers on it. No, I mean, I can link you the meeting right now if you want. I'm going to have to give you that, I think. Although I, dis- I disagree with it. but If you if you waltz in, we'd be massive. Are you, sure, are, you sure he wasn't draw, are you sure he wasn't drawn at number 16? Well, no, because everyone else is there racing numbers like 1 right, or 8 okay. that's, 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 that's I'm pretty yeah. sure. I was thrown if, by if I'm his... wrong, then... I was, I was thrown by his number because he had 415 and not 16, like everybody else. Are you looking on the SGP website? No, I'm looking on Wikipedia, to be fair. Oh, mm. I was going to say, if it's on the SGP, then maybe they added his number okay, because on. he has one. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to give you Kibera. It doesn't matter because I've got no more answers anyway. You can't um, Rob might not have any more yet. Let me, let me have a think. The quiz goes on. For about three minutes. Um, I've got names floating around in my head, but I don't. Uh, oh, which one do I want to go for? All right, I'm going to go for one, and I'm not. I really am not sure. Oh, uh, I'm going to say Michael Yepsen Jensen. Michael. I'm oh, sure I think I've that's right. Actually, I've seen his name on it. I'm sure I have. Michael Yepsen Jensen is on it. I want to say he was like 19 or something at the time as well. It was in 2012. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I think that was probably one of the first ones I watched. You know? Great answer. That compared to some of these answers on here, that is a great answer. <sighs> Um, Ben could be in trouble again. I've got another name in my head, but I, I'm fairly sure it's been a while. I was going to say something then, but I think it's incredibly silly, so I'm not gonna. (laughs) Um, it wouldn't. It's not. Wouldn't be the first time, but hey, Hall, Jason Doyle. It's it's not Jason (laughs) Doyle. Um, I'm going to say what I was going to say, but I'm not. It's not my answer. Okay. It was going to be. Can I, I'm not. I'm not trying to help anybody here, but just think to this year's series as well. We've all watched. Oh. There's only been three rounds, aren't there? Four rounds. Three rounds. Same, I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Um, I was going to say Chris Harris, but then I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't a wild card when he won it. But if he was, then oops. No, he was a. He was. He was a. He was fully fledged rider when he won in two. See, I told you it was wrong. So that's technically a right answer. He was number, he was number fifteen, I believe, in that sense. The, the two names I had in my head. Now that now that we're absolutely sure, I've Rob's won, won this, this one. Yeah, Chris Harris isn't an answer. Um, it wasn't my official answer. The two. What? I said. I said I, I was gonna say Chris Harris, but I'm not. Oh, saying. Who are you gonna say then? I don't know. I haven't thought on yet. <laughs> he's just stalling for time. That's all he's doing. He's no, no, I genuinely have no idea. Um. um Emil Saifudinov. That's an incorrect answer as well. Boom, easy, let's go. <laughs> okay, now what were your other answers? You've got a I couple just, of names. I, I got a couple of names. I was going to say Matty Zagar. Matty Zagar's on there. He was, this, he was this in my head, but I didn't well. think this he, year's I didn't think he made the final. I yeah. thought he could knock the semis. And the other name I was going to say was slightly bold. I was going to say Vaslav Milik. It's a good answer. I don't know if he's on here, though, to be fair. I'm looking down the list. I cannot see him on the list. That's fair enough. I just, I, I, I thought, uh, Czech Republic Grand Prix. Yeah, it's a some, good call. Do you want me to give you some names that are really going to annoy you? Yeah, 
Not really. Um, <laughs> Adrian Medzinski, more than once. Uh, Torren, isn't it? Yeah. Peter Kilderman. Yeah. Magic Yanofsky. Darcy Ward. Um, Antonio Limbach. Niels Christian Iverson. Freddie Lingard. He's gone back to Iverson. Yeah, I'll just keep changing. Did I say Christoph Kasper, Zach? No, you didn't. Uh, no, he's on the list as well. Kenneth of course Kier, he is. Of course Campbell, he is. Greg Wallace. So, basically, if you just said any GP rider from the noughties, virtually, you Nick, might have got it. Nicky Pedersen's on there. Thomas Topinka's on there. Wow. How did he make a final? 2003, Prague. Ah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> he wasn't 40 then, was he? No. Mikkel Mickelson, 2021. Kleb Chuganoff, 2020. Bartosz Schmechtala. He's on there as well. Pavel Pre... Pre yeah, that one. That one who's in the series. Chapelsky. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Oh, I, I knew that one would be hard. So It's, it's hard because you, you're thinking of riders, but you, you, you're like, ah, he's definitely not been a wild card. I, I was just thinking... At least you didn't say... Nothing. You didn't say Joe Screen. <laughs> I was expecting Joe Screen to come out. I almost said Craig Cook. I didn't <laughs> say Joe Screen. Craig Cook would never have made a final. You said that, not me. Sorry, Craig, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, Guess I, he's not coming on any time soon. <laughs> I, meant that, I meant that with the greatest respect. Of which... I just thought, because he, he, he used to do well up at Cardiff, didn't he? He yeah. had a really good year in his probably first year, so, I think, maybe second. I don't know where he finished, because I didn't yeah, know he, I, I thought he's only been in the Grand Prix once, hasn't he? He's only been in there. He's been um, in, it, he's it, been it, a couple of times, but he won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's been in the GP a couple of times. Once, he's yeah. only been in one series for one year, I think. Yeah. I just remember him being there in like 2016 or 2015 at Cardiff. I don't know if it was a wild card or a reserve or whatever, but I remember him doing the racing on the bike around the track really fast. He had a big he crash, quite well. he, with... Uh... He um he had rock, uh, bend one or two, didn't he? That was uh, that Lam was twenty eighteen, yeah. Yeah, Lambert had yeah. his bike, didn't he? I have, I just have memory of him being there a few years earlier, maybe winning a race. Possibly. Yeah. I, I I don't know, I didn't watch the GPs back then. Yeah, I think you're so, right. But um anyway. anyway, that puts that puts Rob into the lead. Six five for the first time since Seems. the Grand Prix winners, the fifth the fifth edition. If we just the... want to go through the uh, the score, it's always been one nil, one one, two, one, two, 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 yeah, three, yeah, three, 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 four, never, three, four, four. There's never been more than a one point lead, so it's exhilarating stuff, we're, gentlemen. We're, we're keeping it tight. It's a back and forth tie. Right. So let's go, we'll go back to the predictions while we're here. So the quiz is done. Back to the prediction. So we've had the Premiership pairs, and our our meeting of the week last week was uh, what turned out to be a really exciting meeting between Scunthorpe and Paul. Um, Scunthorpe raced into an <sighs> early ten times. <laughs> Scunthorpe raced into an early ten point lead. Um, I text Kane and said that Paul victory is not looking very good. And before I know it, Paul are back in the meeting. So I learned to keep my gob shut. But uh, in the end, Scunthorpe just about sneaked over the line, forty five forty four. Um, thanks to Ryan Douglas in heat fifteen. Um, which gave me and Rob a point each. We we picked Scunthorpe to win. Kane went for the pool victory. Uh, gets I did technically pick Scunthorpe for like you did. 40 seconds. You did, but you changed your mind and unfortunately it's cost you. So after ben Cook will be one fictional point. Well, ben, even, <laughs> even ben though they would have drew, yeah, so it doesn't do anything. Anyway, so. um, that and puts, I don't know why I said that. That puts me on 10 points and you two on 7, so still quite a big lead to, to catch up with, but... We've got two lots of predictions this week, um, and I think what we'll do is we'll move on to the Grand Prix, um, which makes its way to Gorshoff. 
in Poland. Um, I think I can see where everybody's going to be going on this one for the victory. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I might have a vague idea of who's going with this one. Um, I think um, looking at what's ahead, um, you've you've obviously got um, Bartosz Marzlik, who who's going to start heavy favourite on his home track in Poland, but. Um, Anders Thompson and uh, Martin Vasilik also both ride at Gorshoff, so they must be up there as leading contenders as well. And I, I don't believe that the, the the track itself is going to be. I, I don't want to say it's going to be too too much dissimilar to what the league racing is usually like, but um, I imagine Bartosz might have a little word as to how this is going to go. Yeah, I think so, mate. I think. Um... I think he's going to be pretty, pretty huge favourite. Uh, I think he, when he's when we were just talking about the um, wild cards, he's made the final as a wild card at, at Gorzhov. Um, you know, it's pretty difficult to see anybody else winning it. You're right. Obviously, um, Vashlik had a, obviously Vashlik had a very good round last time out, so he's going to be confident going into his home home meeting. Um, I believe the wild card is Bosniak. Simon Bosniak. Is that yes, right? it is. So, and he's a he rides for he rides for Gorzhov. So. Yeah, he's he's probably going to fancy his chances as well. He can mix it with with the best. So, um, but it's very difficult to look anywhere else other than Smarjnik, isn't it? Okay, come to you now. I just want to say, um, I was just looking on Wikipedia as the uh, the SG twenty two riders. Okay, Max Frick is called Max Lemon. Um, fair enough, but that's got nothing to do with my answer because I'm also picking Bartosz Maslik because, as I've said before. He is quite fast. <laughs> oh my god! He is. Well, yeah, we can't deny that. But... And I, I therefore think he shall be the fastest driver on the day. Go, Smazic, go, drive, drive, drive. I've, I've just like start, I've just typed two letters of his name in, and Smazic comes up automatically. It's like I've written it enough on this spreadsheet already. <laughs> is is that how you're going as well, Rob Smazic? Uh, yeah, I was going to. On the base side, I think everyone's going to go Smarzlik. So even if I lose, I don't lose. So you know it's sort of like it's a tactical pick, you know. Do you know what? I'm, this could be the I'm this really is the most pointless round ever outside the box because Smarzlik's expected to win, isn't he? Obviously, so probably because yeah, he will be. There's a good reason for that. Yeah, and he's eleven points clear in the series. Maybe he'll take his foot off the gas a little bit. Who knows? Um, I he has been I, riding you since he was like ten. I can't imagine. I just I just don't want to be boring and go the same as you two. Don't then. I've got one name in mind, and I'm really tempted, but go on then. Oh, I don't want to do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just I'm... say it. Just say it. I'm going. I'm going with Bartosz Maslik. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, an interesting pick. I'm not going Yanovsky, uh, and that's for sure. Were you um, going to say Yanovsky? Was he the I one you were thinking of? No, I wasn't thinking of Yanovsky. I was half tempted to go with Martin Vasilik, but I, I'm going to. Should be interested in maybe say who's going to finish second as well. It's bonus round since right. we've all picked the same one. Um, should we all just say? Should we all just say? Bashley. Yeah. <laughs> I and then Anders, Anders Thompson will finish third. Bosnia comes fourth, and he can get added to the quiz for next week. So it's a clean sweep for Bartosz, and um, we look forward to Gorshop. Um, should be an interesting meeting. I'm. Hopefully not as as rutty as it was in in Germany, and hopefully not as boring as it was in Prague. But um, hopefully we get a good meeting on. Um, I can see, I can only see Smarzlik extending his lead in the series. 
um, uh, and everybody trying to fill in for the minor places. But um, I'm, I'm sure people like uh, Leon Madsen, um, Mickelson, and Thompson will be looking for improved form this time uh, to try and get themselves back in the series. Um, I just and... want to quickly say something. Um, just because Mazik is quite good, his his home average, um, Gorzhev in Poland is two point seven or eight, so that's quite good. That's rubbish. It's like eleven. That means he's been beaten. Uh, uh, that is for yes, ten point ten point eight, ten point nine. <laughs> Pretty good. Got, he only got thirteen yesterday though. Oh, that he shit them in. He got beaten twice. <laughs> so, I, actually, I was going to bring up just something. Uh, Jason Doyle has won at Gorzhev, just to remind everyone. So, okay. Marslik didn't even come in the top four last year, I don't believe. At Gorsham. Yeah, he got knocked out in the semis, I think. Mm. Are we all terrified of picking him now? No. <laughs> no, I'm sticking with him. Everyone's sticking yeah, with him. It's pending there, so we can't change our minds. I know I just mentioned that Doyle's won at Gorsham, but I'm not that much of a nutcase. <laughs> Perhaps we should do one one week where you can't pick Schmarslick. Well, that's just shit. Well, that's Kane's. That's Kane's entire plan out the window. I'll pick Chapelski every week. <laughs> right, moving on swiftly to our our second meeting and our meeting of the week in the British League, which is the National Development League fixture between Milden Hall and Leicester at West Row. Um, this coming Sunday, I believe. Um, one thing that interests me about this match is, although Milden Hall have now only ridden three meetings, I believe. Um, they appear to be in some, a really good groove at the moment um, and they come up against a, a, a strong Leicester side. Um, who should I come to first? Who had first pick there? Rob. So I'll let Kane go first this time. So I'm glad you said me because I resident, might have forgot my answer. If you Kane's didn't. the resident yeah. expert in the National Development League. So we'll come to you first. Well, we say that, but I'm not relying on my own head this week. Um, I went on the trusty supercomputer that is Speedway meeting. Um, <laughs> I put all the averages in and I ran the meeting um, and it said it would Milton Hall win 46-44 so my pick is Milton Hall Fen Tigers 46 that's the line Cubs 44 thank you very much sir That's. I mean it's not a bad shout to be fair and um, I might just go into a little bit of depth about real speedway um, and based on the form that we've got um, I think at home uh, Milton Hall have got Edwards um, obviously in great form Shane's has come in to replace Ryan Kinsley so a very good uh, replacement there. Um, Sam Beebe and particularly Jack Kingston as well have been in really good form recently. Alex Spooner had a couple of off nights at the weekend, but again, he can he can pick up some vital points. And the two reserves, Josh Warren and Luke Muff, um, have been scoring pretty well as well. So uh, look forward to seeing them in action. Uh, for Leicester, obviously, you've got the Thompsons. What surprised me more is Connor Coles is actually above Joe Thompson in the averages. Um, that's how good a start to the season he's made. Um, uh, and then there's Vinnie Ford at reserve. Um, I'm, I'm actually not sure who is... Will they be using a guest at reserve for Leicester? Max Perry is coming back. Is he, He's back. Is he fit again? He was, yeah, he was meant to be riding against Kent, whenever their match was. There might, there might be question marks about his fitness. And um, obviously Mickey Simpson is someone that I've been to see at Mildenhall. I've seen him be run over at Mildenhall. Um, <laughs> but he, he looked pretty good out of the gates, to be honest. And But for me... I saw. I think there was a meeting earlier in the season which Mildenhall rode against a team which included the Thompsons. Cool tech. Thing. Yeah, and, and they didn't ride as well as I thought they would. So I, I'm going to go for a slightly bigger Mildenhall victory than you have, and I'm going to say fifty forty. Oh. So now I'm going to come to you, Rob, based on what yes. Kane has just said. Hello. 
Yes. So we've yes. got two Mildenhall wins at the moment, haven't we? Yeah. We have. Is he going to go for the oh. tactical one and go for Leicester? I was going to do that, actually. Um, oh. So I'm obviously no National League expert. I am <sighs> basing this purely off of a bit of speculation and a slight gut instinct. And I'm... I Yeah, I'm going to go with a Leicester win, actually, myself. Um, just to go against the grain. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 48 42 to Leicester. That's what I'm going for. 48 42 to Leicester. Okay. Who am I to judge? It's where Milton Hall spank him for 60, <laughs> and I look like a mug. Both Thompsons withdraw. Connor Calls is stuck in traffic, and it's an excellent day to be Nathan and Cairn. <laughs> well, we shall see how that goes, but good luck to both teams in that one. Um, Back to my schedule. Where shall we go with the next one? So, obviously, if you want to check out the fixtures and results, make your way over to the British Speedway website um, and check out what's coming up this week, next week, and for the following weeks as well. Um, obviously, there's been a slight change in the plans coming this week, which is Paul Speedway have ruined the podcast, I can announce. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, That's bold, um, that is. The, um, we were supposed to... We were going to have a... Um, uh, a couple of riders on next week to talk to us about the championship riders championship uh, pool um, unfortunately due to a rider availability that has had to have been moved to August the 24th um, obviously to allow for, for better availability for riders and then the British under 21 final which was scheduled for that date I believe um, at Birmingham has now been moved to the following week August the 31st so um, that's my mum's birthday actually so um, with any luck she might get that trip, for a trip, trip out to Pool. Yeah, I might. Was Josh Pickering win? Well, no, that would be Birmingham, not Pool. Oops. <laughs> but thanks for that. But yeah. Could go to Pool anyway. Yeah, you never know. We've been out there. I ain't going all the way to Pool. That's too far. We'll let Rob go to Pool. He likes it so much. Nah, a, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be doing that. And then, Boo. Just, just a quick look at the league tables as well um, while we're here. Um, if we. We start down in the National Development League and surprise package in that league this season at the moment. Berwick Bullets, um, led by Kyle Bickley, uh, top the table with seven wins out of eight. Um, another great victory at the weekend. Um, saw them uh, gain victory. Um, Leicester um, sitting in second and third place, uh, Oxford, who are doing really well at the moment. Four wins from six. And I just want to touch on um, a rider that another rider I was asked on the show tonight, but unfortunately he's Who could it be? Luke Killeen, um, someone I've been banging on about since, I don't know when, February probably, before he came into the country as someone to watch. Um, I was due to go and watch him. He was due to ride in the British Under-21 semi-final. Um, unfortunately, his British passport hadn't come in time. It has now arrived. Um, better late than never, but uh, came, what a debut last week. 13 points from reserve and uh, only a fall in his last heat really ruined the evening for him. Yeah, not a bad way to start. Um Obviously, I think there'll be tougher matches to come. Obviously, Plymouth are a bit depleted this year after the, the Jokes injury and what happened with Henry Atkins. But, you know, you can only beat who's in front of you or behind you, I suppose. Um, but obviously, Plymouth, it's not the easiest track to go to. I'm sure it might have been his first time there as well. So, you know, it's it, it does show you he has a talent and he's proved you right. You know, he clearly is worth waiting for. And uh, just while we're on the, this topic as well, uh, Henry Atkins has finally been released from Plymouth and they've signed Ben Phillips. I did, I did see that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't say a strange one, but Ben comes into the side on a three-point average, which is nearly three points below what Henry was. But um, 
it, for me, National Development League is what it is. It's about developing riders. Um, it's not a win at all cost mentality, um, or it shouldn't be a win at all cost mentality. And I think I think Berwick at the top of the league, and and even Leicester in many respects encompasses that sort of thing as well. Um, with the Berwick side, you've got riders like Mason Watson, Ace Piper have moved himself up from um, reserve into the main body of the team, and Ben Rathbone and Kieran Douglas have dropped down to reserve where. It's probably a good time for them to go down to reserve. Um, Luke Krang in the main body as well with Greg Blair. They they really seem to be coming together, and and I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Although I mean myself, I predicted Leicester um, to, and Bellevue to be at the top of the league. Bellevue obviously had their troubles, but Jake Mulford's now been brought in as number one for him, and he started very well for him. Mildenhall themselves had a great weekend, um, although they they tasted defeat. Um, up at um, where did they lose this week? Talk to me. Berwick. That was Berwick, weren't it? Sorry. Yeah. They had a good win at Armadale. Um, and again, we it, it's another touchy subject that we want to just focus on a little bit, and it's it's the problems that are ongoing at Armadale at the moment. Um, obviously, they're bottom of the league. No wins out of five. Um, and we hear various different stories coming out of uh, Armadale at the moment. And I, I might just add, um, we're not here Um to create rumours or anything and these are just some of the things that we've heard obviously George Roffrey um, who was there is now reported to have been out for the season Kane I believe you sent us um, some some programme notes from the other week um, where he's various different bits family bereavements and, and issues with bikes and damage and etc etc has just forced him out and injuries as well from a couple of crashes has just forced him out for the season um, we hear other bits and pieces from Armadale involving certain riders um, I, I'm not going to name I know we've got names here about riders not wanting to be there um, turning up shortly before start time poor atmosphere low crowds disheartened sides it wouldn't be fair of us to, to name these riders but um it doesn't sound great at Armadale at the moment. No, and um, obviously, you know, with the issues that they have with the stadium as well, it's 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 a sad it's a sad thing to see for Edinburgh as a club because I think over the last few years as well they've been one of the the real big hitters in the league. Obviously, when they had they've still got Sam Master and Josh Pickering, you know, going back to when it was like, you know, even Ryan Fisher, Matthew Weathers, even Craig Cook, you know, it's always been a, a very good side. Um, hopefully they do get that stadium sorted and we do see them either in 2023 or the near future but what's going on at Armadale in the National League as well it's it's a bit sad as well um, obviously it is for development and that's the main target but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to mention names but you know like we said there's, there's some riders that we've heard that don't really want to be there hopefully that isn't true because you know yeah, it's 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 a bit of a, a tricky one to talk about. So I'm just going to leave it at that and yeah. well, we'll not swiftly, get myself in trouble. No, we'll swiftly move on um, to to the championship, and we'll talk about another club that we've that have caused a few. Well, not caused. There's been a few issues recently. Um, we'll start at the top. Leicester, obviously, still flying at the top of the league. 41 points, 12 wins out of 15. Um, they're joined by Glasgow, 12 points behind them, with Paul up there as well. Um, some familiar players up there, um, but we we move to the foot of the table and the problems at Newcastle. Uh, one win out of nine. Um, a strange decision, Rob, this week actually. 
Um, Kyle Bickley, uh, who was released from Berwick, has been brought in for Jack Smith. Um, for, for one, he's had one meeting and he's been released. Um, we've obviously seen the press release from Newcastle, um, and based on what we've heard from other clubs with press releases, it it's hard to believe that Jack took it well, to be honest. But apparently, he's took the decision well, and and Kyle comes in at, at Newcastle to to try and help out where he can. Yeah, the the press release obviously has, has come out um, saying that they uh, they wanted to allow Jack Jack Smith to concentrate on his Polish commitments. Um, yeah, it just seems a bit strange. I don't know. Obviously, he's racing in the the under twenty four yes, league. For, right, yeah. I think it's Gorzhov, isn't it? I think. Um, yeah, that's 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 great. Obviously, he's he's in the development league with Bellevue, but you would imagine that he'd want to be on the bike as often as he can. Um, even if he has got to go to Poland for for a meet in a week, but it's yeah, I it's Jack that signing Jack Smith originally seemed a bit of a panic sign, and they seem to have pressed the panic button again. Um, it, for all intents and purposes, would you say that Carl Bickley is, is is better than Jack Smith? Possibly, but the reserve isn't necessarily where their problems are. Uh, sort of where where their problems are really. Um, mm. They. They really do need someone to. Re- they do need someone to come in at number one, don't they? You know, there's only so. Obviously, they've been using guests and rider replacement and, and all sorts for Bradley Wilson indeed. But they, you know, that 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 needs resolving. Um, I believe. Yeah, just... I, I believe Bradley Wilson Dean has supplied another sick note as well. <laughs> so it's not going to be. He's not going to be back any time soon. That's, that's that's what I mean. It, it needs that needs sorting asap. Really, you're missing your number one, or not having anybody in your number one starting having to rely on guests every week is is not ideal. Um, and it just sort of goes back to a previous point I've made about Newcastle. I don't really know what they've tried to do this season in terms of of being competitive, of, of, of yeah, just sort of being there. Really, that it's sort of they they've ran for the sake of running, if that makes sense. Um, you know, nobody wants to see a club um, close or anything like that. But they just sort of, it's, you know, I, I don't really know what they've tried to achieve. Um, Bickley for for Smith probably makes a little bit of sense, and it's a rider that maybe if if Smith if Jack if Jack Smith really is wanting to focus on his Polish commitments, and it makes sense. Carl Bickley says he's he hasn't got a confidence crisis; he wants to race in the championship. So, um, although judging judging by their league record, I'm not sure that's entirely the greatest place to go to. But it's yeah, their their problems are not at reserve. There's bodies need to be brought in all over the shop. So. I don't think that's going to make them too much better. It does appear that um, there are certain things circulating that Rob Grant has handed his notice in at Newcastle um, and will leave after the season. Um, We've seen this uh, some stories unfolding today, Kane, and it it doesn't really shock you if that is the case. Um, There seems to be a lot of problems, and um, I just um, before I come on to you, Kane, I just want to. I was speaking to a fan last week, Lee Watson, uh, who we all know from from other versions of games that we play. Um, obviously, we said that there was some hostility at Newcastle last week, and he got in touch to say, I don't think it was as bad as as what people make out. But um, I spoke to him in in a bit of detail about why he, why he goes to Newcastle. Like when your team's getting beat so badly, what's the, what's the drive to to actually go? And I just want to read something out that uh, Lee had posted. Which probably resonates quite highly with YouTube, um, especially without clubs at the moment. And he he was going on to say, in 1963, my mum and dad both set out for Bruff Park Stadium to watch the Newcastle Diamonds in action, not knowing that they would be meeting their lifetime partner that day and still be as strong as ever today. 
two kids brought up on Speedway, me attending my first match as a little three-month-old and my brother following four years later. Fast forward many years and I was lucky enough to meet my wife through Newcastle Speedway and today every weekend three generations of my family attend every home match with my kids, now fully bitten by the bug. I've travelled thousands of miles with this club from Glasgow to the Isle of Wight, spent many a Sunday working as a volunteer for over a decade and it is a huge part of my life. Some won't understand the feeling someone could develop for a sports club but today we embark on the final ever match for Newcastle. It really feels like I'm losing a family member. To all the riders who have represented the Diamonds, a huge thank you and a special mention to George English, who without his dedication, I would have written this message several years ago, the anchor of the club which is so badly missed. I've made some lifetime friends, enjoyed some fantastic times and have been privileged to be associated with such a fantastic club. I'm a Diamond for life and pray that one day the sport may return to Newcastle, but until then, goodbye and thanks for all the memories. Obviously, Lee wrote that um, last year when it looked like Newcastle were going to fold and, and Rob Grant. But the situation is arisen again, and, and and this is just what it means to people. Speedway is it's not just somewhere that you go. It's not it's it's more than just a sport. It's it's where you take generations of family. Um, people are brought up on the sport, and I'm sure it's the same with you. Once the sport has gone from around you, um, it's difficult to replace. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Come to you first, Rob. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I sort of echo the sentiments really with it in terms of your team you know not running anymore obviously you know nathan is is lucky enough to still have his club running and and, and he can go every week but it, it, yeah it's horrible yeah you know, i was taken to swindon when i was in, I, I was only a few weeks old i think when i was first taken to swindon speedway in a pram so um you know my my dad's uh my dad's been to speedway since he was a kid uh his dad went to speed, swindon speedway since he was a kid so it's oh, well not since he was a kid that's going back too far but um <laughs> Yeah, but you know that's that's three generations of my family have been getting to watch Swindon Speedway. So it's I sort of echo the sentiment. It's horrible when your when your team isn't running, mm. um, and you you don't as I said you don't you know we 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 criticise Newcastle quite a lot on this show. I think um, mostly you know to be fair, I'm pretty bad for it. But it's nobody wants to see a team going down the pan as such. Um, but uh, it just sort of looks that way for Newcastle, doesn't it? Really, it's. Yeah. Uh, and well, for all intents and purposes, they've sort of—I I just think they've—they've they've ran purely out of sort of nostalgia and feeling for the club this year, rather than using your brain. But, but that's not—that's not—that's not a criticism. You know, if if it was the same for Swindon, I probably would have, you know, just keep going. Even if we're bottom, I'd rather watch Speedway than there not be any Speedway at all. Even if we are getting beat, even if we're getting hit hammered for sixty at home every week. Yeah. But, I th- and I yeah, think it's, it's the, the two guys that I spoke to from Newcastle. Speedway has become a way of life. It's a, it's a habit. We all go because we love the sport. And it doesn't matter. I mean, I've been to Lynn many times in a season when you're bottom of the league, your team's getting spanked by 30 at home, but you still go. Um, I don't know whether it's because something might happen <laughs> and you might actually win a meeting one day. Um, I think I always went with expectation and hope rather than anything else. Um, but for you, Kane, obviously, that must that must feel the same for you as well and, and one day hopefully next season you'll be back again is Kane gone no he's on mute we'll have to uh, cut this bit out Kane he's still alive I just want to come to Kane he disappeared oh carry on without me for a sec not feeling too well at the moment oh okay Okay, to, right. I've got, well, I've got to him for that speech. 
Um, moving yeah. on then. Um, and we'll just finish, uh, just to finish off the show uh, this week, um, because it's all been a little doom and gloom, a couple of couple of rays of light. And um, uh, Kane's bought um, a piece from Joe Alcock, who had an awful crash at Scunthorpe the other week, which involved the air ambulance come down, and he's um, started his first session of hydrotherapy in the swimming pool today. And it's it's great to see Joe back up on his feet again, um, albeit walking in the pool and uh, hopefully doing the right things and, and not rushing anything and making sure that he's uh, fully 100% back to go with Speedway. And, and just to finish uh, for me this evening, Rob, if there's nothing else that you'd like to add. Oh, well, I, I had a, a quick small bit of news for you. Oh, go on um, then. I'll let you go any, with the news any, For any Swindon fans out there that have that are listening or, or oh, anyone that wants to know really but um, banged in a maximum or something. No, 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 no. This is this is I've just seen this on the supporters group oh. is that um there is although apparently there was some, there's been a stalling of, of, of the work of the stadium in Swindon quite recently, which has been brought up by the local newspaper. Um apparently from what I can see there has been work going on today. So what on the stand or on on the well just there there's there's been ah. there's been work going on at the stadium today, um, there's been building work going on. I don't know what they're building; it doesn't really specify, but it has. There's been work going on today, so that's a ray of light. Yeah, that sounds good. It's, um, it's some positive news. Yeah, it's positive. Uh, whether or not you know, they could just be plonking in a house or something, which I'm sure <laughs> there are plenty on the uh, Swindon supporters group that really do think they are just plonking houses down over there. Yeah, but there is work going on. As of today, um, it's stalled, but it sounds like there is there's, there was some work being done today. So that's well, well fingers that's crossed. I mean, um, I've seen uh, pictures of the new Northside track with the kickboards going up. News of work, some work going on at Swindon. So there really is some some positive stuff going on at the moment, and hopefully that carries on. But uh, tonight, I'd just like to finish, if I may, with um, just talking about a meeting that which held uh, this weekend. Um, you may have seen our social media posts, and it was um, Danny Ayer's big day at um, at Milden Hall this weekend. Obviously, Danny um, died um, a few years ago, and um, it was his memorial, uh, which had been pushed back to today. And it was great to see so many fans there. Um, there were certain images I saw of the the pink smoke going up. Um, Danny was obviously a very big entertainer, big. Big, and I'm sure that everyone's got memories of Danny Ayres. I think the lasting memory that I will have of him was that ride in the British final against Chris Harris. Um, the commentary from Kelvin Tatum and Nigel Pearson. Um, and it was just great that the people could come out to remember. And I think it was quite poignant that the meeting took place on Father's Day. Um, a big family man, Danny. Um, and I just want to wish him, his, his partner and his kids all the best and, and a big well done to everybody who made that day possible. And as I said on the social media post, the meeting itself, the winner itself, wasn't relevant. Um, it, it was about people coming together and enjoying Speedway like Danny did. So I just want to finish on a positive. It's not been a very upbeat show this week with, with all that has been going on. But we we hope you look forward to the Speedway that is on offer this week. Um, so if there's anything else, Rob, for you to add? No, not for me, mate. No, not for me. Perfect. All out now. Well, thank you for joining me. And remember, guys, next week, uh, the three of us will be on BHP Radio. Um, fingers crossed, all going well, um, airing on a live show. Um, so it's an internet channel. Get yourself on to, to BHP Radio um, and have a listen to our show next week. Um, and we look forward to you listening again. So thanks very much. Thanks. Cheers, guys.